0: Ladies and gentlemen, we have finally made it to Grey Cup week and a new episode of the Shups and Preds podcast. Of course, we're coming to you four strong, myself, Matt, Tyler, Peter. Yo. We've just wrapped up an incredible conference semifinals weekend. Incredible for
1: some, less for others. I'm talking conference sim- final. division, d- division finals.
0: Conference finals. I'm talking simply in terms division. of entertainment value. It was excellent. Yes, indeed. And so what we're going to do for you today is review those games. We're going to predict the Grey Cup, talk about the outcomes, potential uh, big uh, events in that one. We're going to talk CFL Awards 2021. And then we're all just going to sit back and enjoy uh, a great weekend of entertainment and action. Guys, how did we feel about this past weekend's games? Sad. Hot fire so. yeah tyler, oh yeah tyler with the uh, old, uh
1: the favorite old
2: player and favorite team
1: lost Owen
0: oh two the old the, oh yeah I, two. I had to,
1: i have to say i have to say this about the preds this this is like backbreaking in <sighs> a lot of ways but this was so every week I, I was hoping at the end of the season i could say this that i had gone the entire season with my worst pred week being a 500 week cannot say that
0: you can't say that anymore because <sighs> you got both wrong Reboot <laughs> okay. you so in back. this life
1: which sucks because they were, I was right I, at halftime. If you just games had just stopped at halftime, I would have been two for two. But uh, <laughs> they don't. There's actually a second True. half. True. Uh,
0: but you can appreciate
1: the entertainment
0: of the games. They were. Uh, there was everything. Um, you're going asking. On.
1: I can appreciate the entertainment of one of them. The uh, the other one, I appreciate a little bit less. But uh, that yeah, I, I get. I get the for the fans for the for the neutral out there. Uh, you were <laughs> able to celebrate five first half
0: turnovers. Not a lot of people can say that. <laughs>
1: It's true. It's true. Wasn't allowed uh, to celebrate a lot of points off those turnovers, but... No. No,
0: uh, no which I, I, we will get to I mean, later.
2: Over 50% of the points came off of turnovers. <laughs> but we'll get to it. I've got um, stats for this Matt, second game. Know, you guys Matt. are... Oh, I'm so oh, excited. Matt, I've I, got, got, I call dibs pur- on the stats.
0: I purposefully front... I did a lot of my work focusing on the Eastern <laughs> Final, because I know a lot of the legwork for the stats in the West, is taken care of by Stat Matt. Um, but, Stop. Stat Matt, yeah, you like that nickname? I like that I like People that don't call him that for nothing. Um, <laughs> so we're going to dive right in. Let's talk Eastern Final, Hamilton at Toronto. The Ticats win score of 27-19. to It had... Early domination by the Argos, but only field goals. It had Dane Evans coming in to save the day, going 16 for 16 in the in the game, um, and it had uh, a Ty Cats victory at the end. So let's throw it to Matt first. Matt, biggest takeaway, biggest reaction from the Eastern Final. Um,
2: I would Got say a choked biggest, up there. Yeah, exactly. I would say my biggest takeaway is um, the Argos struggle mightily on short yardage and there's a little bit of timidity. I mean, I, I almost yes. to the point where like that first uh field goal that they took, I think they got themselves down like the 6 or 7 yard line. Um, 3 yard line. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess it, yeah, was it even closer than that. Yeah. Can I hop in with some stats right here, Matt?
0: Can I hop in with some stats? So, in the first and second down, immediately before all their field goal attempts, so this is this is 14 plays total. First and second down, then they kick a field goal. The Argos gained three yards.
2: Yeah, um, that's not good. Me. <laughs> that is not. You know, I think like yeah, if you're, uh, they just don't trust themselves to go three yards. I think um, maybe not Hamilton, but definitely I think if it's uh, the Riders or the Bombers on oh. the three yard line, they're just they're gonna jam that in they they trust themselves sure. to to make yep. that move at least on uh, yep. at least on some of them but i i was really surprised that they didn't make that first attempt because they really had been
0: rolling um up till then so i don't know i, could, I no, i could not agree that, that is, is my take it's difficult that's so what i've written down is you know in hindsight it's easy to say they should have been more aggressive but they don't know when they're up twelve nothing that ah oh, you actually probably should have gone for it those first two field goals yeah, you're going to need those points on the back end. But that is three of their now three of their field goal attempts their first two and then their final one which I get they were taking to try and save some clock. But they they had three field goal attempts inside the fifteen yard line, and two inside they have two field goal attempts their first two were taken when the ball was inside the five yard line. Wow.
3: Yes. I That's, have this written down as that well. Is, it fell into that is the...
0: ridiculous. you got to be a little bit more aggressive than that, especially when you have Pipkin as your backup quarterback. They have a pretty creative short yardage package with him. So yeah. I was surprised. It seems to be a I, trend I think this your, year your point is, is absolutely spot on, That
3: seems to be a trend of teams just falling into the field goal trap of just ah. getting into short yardage. I mean, you say Calgary, but I mean – primary examples of this can't punch it in and have to rely on their field goal kicker to kick it seven times a game and while boris Beatty did great this time um, that's, off. that's just far too much to ask um and for your defense not
0: to uh not hold up yeah uh, t press give me a
1: takeaway here dane evans is the man dane evans is the man it's always it's always been dane evans and we can talk we'll talk about andrew harris later but uh you know uh the heroes of the playoffs two years ago for the two teams going to the Grey cup again are the same players (laughs) it's true this is true it's (laughs) two years later and andrew harris and dane evans are still the the players are talking about leading the teams to the (laughs) Grey cup (laughs) everything has changed yet nothing has changed uh i mean unreal uh we can talk about, and maybe we'll talk about Masoli more um, after the. Oh, of course, up. I'm going to talk about Masoli. Well, we'll talk about him, but we've been, <laughs> I think we've been, it's on the docket. Uh, <laughs> all, I'm waiting for my turn. <laughs> uh, but my word, what it was incredible. A, what? A, what a game! A perfect, a perfect game. You would, you you'd have to and say. You could say. Play
0: was was his best play. The the fumble recovery, the strip, the strip. at the end of the, the first. Strip.
1: Half. It's it was certainly uh, the you know. So I think if you're talking momentum 100%.
0: That play and the early the first quarter Jageri Davis tipping the ball past defense. No. Without those two plays, Uh-oh. I don't think the Tie Cats are still in it at halftime. Cuz that's that's saving, you know,
1: possibly 12 points, 9 points right
0: there. Um, pretty crazy.
1: We also got a tip of the cap to 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 Don Jackson. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's Dude, me. right when that, I texted if we're ta- you, if we're ta- the group if we're about was like, the "They need to the, run the ball." Yeah, the, they started the, running the ball. <laughs> if you just if you just look at the team stats, just straight up, pretty 50-50 everything except for rushing yards, Pe- yep. penalties, possession, turnovers were even. Yards per play was close enough. Total yards, close. First downs was the same. So if you're looking for the differentiators in the game, uh, they crushed them run and running, one twenty three to forty eight, and that ability to keep drives going and not have to not having to throw 38 times like uh, MBT did was huge that's the story of this weekend and it's probably the story of the
2: season um, because we're going to th- talk about the exact same thing when it comes to the West Division Final um, because I-, I think that that could easily be said
1: for-, for that game as well he who runneth better winneth the game this season yes,
0: indeed. Well, we've got some running stats for the Western Final there's no doubt about it
1: um <laughs> p not none of them that I'm happy about. Uh yeah, sorry. I'm I'm good.
0: No, no, no. You do you have more to say? We're open. We
1: are open. No, uh and I, and I would say the the Toronto defense tur- turned off at halftime. Just certainly. just just turned off. I don't I don't know what what was said in the locker room, but it, certainly certainly they were resting on their laurels. The Dane Train, man.
2: Well, I think interesting uh Dane Evans pass um uh, target charts. Uh, so I don't know if you guys see Marshall Ferguson uh, put out the target the, charts. He does
0: does the Lord's work. He yeah, Of the <laughs> 16
2: passes, 14 of them were under 10 yards. And he has 10 out of the uh, 16 passes were uh, within 5 yards. Make, or behind they, they, the line of scrimmage.
1: They have the players that can make the yards after catch. That's but, we, We've known that the whole time. So I would... To Tyler's
0: point about the defense not holding up, it is interesting though that they were so dominant in that first half, and they look up and all they've got is a twelve-point lead. And then mm-hmm. you have the Pappy White or Poppy White twelve-point lead, lead
1: is pretty yard. good. A good yard halftime.
0: What do you say? A twelve-point lead is pretty good at halftime. <laughs> I would with the domination. I, I don't know. I would feel that. I do feel that twelve points was less than they should have had. Certainly. Okay. But yes. then you have the white punt return, 92-yarder, and then the next possession is when I think they really broke, which is you have the fake field goal, which they convert on third down, and the very next play, touchdown pass to Acklin. And after that, it was on. That is that is that, which we go back to Matt's point about the aggressive lack of aggressiveness from the Argos. The aggressiveness in that moment, Fake field goal, third and three, a Dane Evans run, and then immediately hit him with the end, uh, the touchdown. And that is where the game. It was tied twelve twelve, and but, uh, tie cats were off to the races after that. It was, it was interesting. Peter, yes
3: sauce sir. me. Uh, I was just going to talk about the uh, great performance by the Hamilton wide receiving core. Um, yeah, well, definitely. Uh, helping dane evans in his return to the field uh yes. making some plays jalen acklin obviously f- spectacular uh eight eight receptions for uh 112 yards and a tug i mean wow i mean if i was winnipeg seeing this receiving core and seeing what what don jacks was able to put up uh i would be slightly worried uh still no braylon addison so uh that factor is yet to be shown for the hamilton tiger cats but uh, they with Dane Evans at quarterback, they look awesome and they made as I mean, as we've said, they made the Toronto defense look silly. Um so I mean Brandon Banks being fully back is I mean, is so exciting and I, I hope they go with <laughs> Evans because I think <laughs> Evans know. I think Evans is probably that guy to be able to make plays downfield to Acklin and Banks because they have the ability to embarrass
0: defensive backs. The They're yak, so good. Though. It's, it's the yak. So good. It's look the look yak at the John's box point. score and look at it's the yak, yak, yak for the Hamilton receiving goal, like Pete's saying. They got yeah. them the ball. Jalen Akin, short, 69 and sixty-nine yards. Yeah, they made plays
1: because they're no, players.
3: absolutely, absolutely. And I think uh, that's got to be a huge confidence booster going into the Grey Cup, knowing that you have those guys out wide, um, and then Don Jackson in the middle. But man, I, I, as much as I love Masoli, this offense with Dane Evans at the helm is, is okay. it. Is it, well, man? Then
0: let's get into it, because that is my point, obviously, is going to be about Masoli, But, so, it seems to me, and I am the biggest Masoli stan in the world, as the kids say. Right. It <laughs> seems that Dane Evans is the straw that stirs the drink. And yes. should be credited for their 13-3 and season last year and Grey Cup run. As clearly I would say he should be credited for this victory on top of the Hamilton defense. Oh, this is Dane. This is Dane's dub. But so I this is almost unanswerable, but this is where <laughs> my mind is at, which is what was the so but here Masoli has won two preseason quarterback competitions. He's never lost his job until last Sunday when he wasn't injured. So what are the coaches seeing to keep this Dane Evans on the bench. That is where my mind is at, because if this guy was always there, then that is malpractice that he has not come in and played.
3: I think there's much higher expectations for Jeremiah Soli to perform based on, um, like, you know, just his play in the past, um, playing college, I think. Uh, his Just his presence has a bit of an expectation to it, so... But, I mean, no, but, as, as, a, as coaches there, that shouldn't matter.
0: But that's what, and I, lo, I will say, like, this is, Masoli is such a pro. I think we've all seen the videos of him just being hyped and pumping up Evans on the sideline. So it's not like he hasn't been they're, benched before. Oh, they're, before. they're friends. They're, it's, they're, but it's not like he hasn't been benched before. So he's he could have taken it if this was something they, they said, you know what, we're going to go with Dane. But Certainly. why did they? Why didn't they? And then they choose to do it in the early second quarter of the Eastern Final. It was just weird. I I need there to did, know. that being said, I need to know what. Oh, great choice. But it, I just need to know what went into this decision making. It seems well, so. Let's weird. go back
2: to the Week 16 <laughs> matchup where Jeremiah Masoli went 17 for 21 with the touchdown. Dan Evans went 10 for 16 with. touchdown and two interceptions Mm -hmm. um so like and not that uh jeremiah had a great game last week um, against montreal but um the the game before that was um clearly won by jeremiah masoli so i think it's it's clear that that he had to start the game um but it's a very difficult
0: situation it's just tough um
2: you don't know who's gonna what which uh quarterback
0: is gonna play better no, and I think I would. I mean, I think I, we're all on the Dane Evans is going to start the Grey Cup. Yes. To. It, it, Mass there massive. is a, this is not the end of the Jeremiah nego- Sully story. Neg- non
1: non-negoti- negotiable. Non negotiable. Dane Evans. He is, is
0: going. Start. Both of them are free agents, so I'd
1: he's love going to see to, Jeremiah
3: start. That sure would be freaking interesting. But he'll
1: man. get it. There are I many still, teams I'm still with that Matt said Matt, at the beginning of the playoffs, even in odd quarters. I think they should roll with it. <laughs> uh, I don't
3: I don't know, man. Masoli against that Winnipeg line, we can get to it.
0: But um, yeah, outside of that, my takeaways were all what Matt had said earlier. He hit the nail on the head. Lack of aggression and play calling from the Argos. I did it. Uh, Drive stalling out. Yeah, congrats, man. Just can't. You got got the right answer. The field goal wall. The field. Yeah, and then just drives stalling. When I, crunch, when I crunched the numbers and had that three yards on the 14 plays preceding all their field goals, that was a shocking stat to come across. It's, that's so, so that's bad. so bad. Yeah. That's, yeah, so, that's so, bad. So, <laughs> so, so bad.
3: Um, but Which is why, uh, like how? How?
0: This so, is a I mean, Toronto so let's, team let's coming into this game. We for, uh, thought uh, we're so Dinwiddie. talented. Yes. Um,
1: Ooh, Dinwiddie homework, yeah.
0: Matt, you want to kick us off?
1: Get yourself a running back.
0: I know. John uh, I, back I think I think DJ
2: it. Foster could be that running back. So I'm not, you know, not trying to to cut the guy's legs out from under him. I, I think he has shown, especially as a multi-tool um, catching, you know, receiving and rushing. I think he's got it, but um, got to step up in these games. Like, you know, um, they got to have confidence that they can. Turn to a running back since they don't, you know. I don't think MBT is the running quarterback. Um, so they got to have confidence in a running game to just say, okay, it's the division finals. We're on the two yard line, uh, third and goal from the two. We're not going to step back and take a field goal. We're going to punch this in, and we know we're going to make it.
1: I, it, now is it not trusting the running back or not trusting the o line cuz to me it's all about the o line play and we can talk about I him, would have to agree with you about what about, what I I think,
0: think Matt is but I think I would side with Matt on this that's what I would say
1: uh, I, I think, think the Toronto o line was horrible I think the Toronto o line is a trash at run blocking <laughs> I think they're just tr- I think they're yeah, trash and at I run mean, blocking. you look at I
3: te- you look at Evans being able like Hamilton was there too Evans just Punched it right in. Just take a, take your quarterback and move to the side four yards, like they, every team does, and punch the ball in. It's just it's
1: punch just, it. Just it's, punch just it. Too, it's just too soft, and 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 they don't run the ball well. They're good pass blockers. They do they do keep a fairly clean pocket. I think Hamilton only had three sacks in this game, but yep. they're just not they're just not a good run blocking team, and uh, you. They have a good O line, but not a great O line. And a team like a like a Winnipeg has a great O line. Of course, Andrew Harris is better than DJ Foster, but he also has a much better group of guys in front of him that are that are that are run blocking. True, true. Yes.
0: Pete, homework.
1: Homework. For the uh, uh, for the Toronto Argonauts. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, props though. Good season from Toronto. Come on. Hell of be. a season, man. They were they were horrible in 2019. They, they, that was a that was a scrap heap in the east, and they came out on top. So you know. No, they they were yeah. The, I would I mean, agree with
0: that. This is not a bad. They did not have a bad season. They just couldn't get it done in one game, but they put themselves in positions to win nearly every week. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, I th- I mean that I would say that's sort of my point. There's not there's not too much to tweak with this Toronto team. I think. They are talented, that's why I picked them to win. Um, and so I wouldn't say much. Just um, fix, you know, fix those little holes in the secondary. Um, I, yeah, MBT obviously probably going to be the starter next year. He's, he's 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 a he's a solid guy in there. Um, but who knows? You know, I, I just think this Toronto team needs to find an identity because it seems like they. I mean, you know, they can't run the ball very well and they just they need everybody needs to be on the same page they need to establish that run game as ever you, you all said um and just find a whole team identity because it still feels like we're guessing what this toronto team is like and the, their season's over
1: i would i would also i would also add i think they need to go get another uh, i think they need a top flight receiver i think they have a i deep- think so I mean, That's a, my homework, because I think they court, have a but... top-flight receiver there. They curly just need Gittins. to develop
0: Curly Gittens a little more. <laughs> and speaking of Canadian talent, my homework is to ring up the Winnipeg Blue Bombers the second the Grey Cup ends and throw a bag at Brady Oliveira or Johnny Augustine and bring wow, a Canadian you, running I, back I, to Toronto I, I I, no, and get no, them some no. touches. No, I see it.
1: I disagree with you there. I think I think their numbers are hyped up by that Winnipeg O line. So I think you're just I think you're just you're not actually addressing the problem that Toronto needs to address, which is better run blockers. I'm just that's just agree to disagree. I just don't think that. No,
0: I totally. That's fair. I think that Oliveira and Augustine are not going to spend another year doing nothing. So they're going to be up for the up for grabs, um, and Toronto should grab one of them and work them into the offensive system. That is my take. That is my homework. Grab one one of those guys specifically. Um, But let's move on to the Western final where the Saskatchewan Rough Riders fell despite five first-half turnovers uh, to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 21-7. The Bombers' victory sends them to the Grey Cup, setting up a rematch of the 2019 Grey Cup. Tyler, we will start with
1: you. Thanks. Uh, glad you glad we pushed. Well,
3: Let's let me go first and let yeah. the other two duke it out.
1: Well, Peter oh, just gave us one. Why even are we? To why are we <laughs> no one, no <laughs> Don't steal
3: my stats! All right, everybody gets one stack no in this du- opening no round. One's duke, no
1: one's duking anything. All out, I'll
3: right. say is this: I'll start it off with this. I have written down: Scatch has to be kicking themselves. Okay, and after wow. reevaluation, Scatch <laughs> has to be beating the shit out of themselves. That's all I'll have, Tyler. I'll pass it to you. That
1: is not a stat, but that is <laughs> an astute observation. All right, all right. It's not even is it. Is it really that astute? It's not even not no, it's a,
0: um, <laughs> a good point though. More like uh, an astute observation. Like <laughs> oh.
1: ow! Tyler, please. Uh, what What are we starting off with? Sorry. You this okay. is the, uh, just, uh, just uh, general. Winnipeg Blue Bombers general... versus yeah, the Saskatchewan Yeah, yeah got it's it. Right. Yeah, the just, ge- session, just general up. observation. Oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start here. Uh, weirdly, Cody Fajardo played his best game of I don't know since the beginning of the season. Like no, he he didn't throw an interception. I don't know when the last time I could say that that he didn't throw an interception in the game. Uh, I'm trying to look at the positives here. Um, Duke Williams heck of a game made some incredible catches uh great player great player um the story of this game though is is, i think there's two parts one is the inability of the saskatchewan defense to stop the the running game to stop andrew harris uh which 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 kept the possession uh 34 minutes for for winnipeg and 26 for saskatchewan which is which is that's that's difficult you know it's uh and then right. you know the inability to, to capitalize off the turnovers. Now I will say that the game was turnovers. Cl- uh, five. Uh, well, I will say that the game the game. The I, I'm going to say at least two of them though are kind of like just flukes, like the the drop in the end zone that falls into Ed Gainey's hands. Like some of these, like I think the score is misleading. The the, the, the game totally really, misleading. The game really wasn't as close as the score suggests. You know, 26 to 16 Absolutely in for first yep. downs. Hundred hundred and seventy three rushing yards to fifty three. Uh you know, just it's miss it's it's very miss the turnovers made it misleading. Uh Winnipeg should have had a lot more points on the board. Yes. Uh I don't think Claros played as bad as the stats look with the three interceptions. He was he was two very of them active. Were really bad. Yeah. Seven of them of were 20. very bad. yeah but those only of, accounted
2: those were two of his four incompletions. Yeah, <laughs> seventeen of
1: twenty-one.
3: <laughs> it's pretty
1: damn with
2: good.
3: With three picks, yeah. Yeah, and the other one was a drop.
2: So, so Tyler, I think you're you're 100 right that the turnovers uh, masked a lot of or uh, inef- er, deficiencies on the defensive side. So they did. So my whole thing, if if I can take it from here, yeah, run with dude, it. Run, get out okay. it, run with, run if with it, If you hear
0: now. snaps, we're agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: um, <laughs> I think I want to dispel I think the the kind of chatter that um, the saskatchewan defense served the game up on a platter uh for the offense to take and and they were unable to um they did really only once which is when will fumbled the defense ran it back to the winnipeg 17 yard line but cody and then william uh, powell punched it in for a touchdown so they converted that you know gift wrapped possession the other five turnovers only gave the rough riders a starting field position of on average, their own 35 yard line. So it's so basically and punts, five, basically of, punts. Five, five of the six, yeah, exactly, five of the six uh, turnovers happened within field goal range. So without those uh, turnovers, you think even if Winnipeg has two of makes two out of those five field goals, right? This is now not even a one-possession game, so the turnovers absolutely masked um, the uh, the deficiencies on the defense. Easily could have been a thirty-plus point game. Um, and then, as far as Cody's concerned, so he had a seventy-point four percent completion percentage. That is better than every QB in the CFL's season-long completion percentage. So uh, there's no nobody uh, on aggregate over the season. Through better than Cody did today, or sorry, on, on Sunday. Um, and I think, just like the last game we talked about, uh, a big difference. Zach Caleros had Andrew Harris with 136 yards, and uh, you know, Cody had William Powell with only 32 yards. And beyond that, for the this game and the last two games before it, the two leading receivers for the Rough Riders were who?
0: Duke Williams
2: uh. and William Powell. Oh, William Powell was second in receiving yards for the third straight game, um, and I, I think that's got to be that's got to mean something. That, like you know, Cody is uh, you have a lot. You know, I, I think the last play of the game. You know, I don't want to call any names out, but the call receiver we're, come on. was. No, we're not a
0: call-out pod.
2: No, okay. the, just there was a, a okay. clearly. To me, to to a viewer, I saw a lack of just flat-footed on the most important play of the game uh, when there was a a knockdown from Cody's pass. I think it was a very catchable ball that got knocked down just because the I think the defensive back wanted it more, and and that's just it's just not going to do it, and. Cody certainly, well, the, the writers certainly had a chance to win this game um, and it, it just didn't come together for them. They lost Dirty where they had won Dirty all all season long. So, um, I, I basically, especially after seeing Cody's, uh, you know, post-game interview, I wanted to come in and, and say, Cody, we love you. Uh, this, true. you played, like Tyler said, you, you played a hell of a game. You played your best game and uh, in, in, in this the second half of the season when it really mattered and um, it just didn't come together and also you, they were playing the best team in the league and it's a, a, not only a, the best
1: team in the league perhaps the best team in the CFL for a whole season in a while like in terms of I was just going to say it. Like, like
2: we've never seen a team in the time that we've really followed the CFL as dominant as this Winnipeg Blue Bombers team so um, and, and, then and
0: one, they had one actual loss
2: yeah, and, and yeah, it is their starter. Yeah. Yes. You know, and is are the writers gonna score more than seventeen points without the turnovers? You know, I that's I That's kind of
3: their spot. All, that's been their spot all season. Really.
2: And, and how many games has you well, know, how many points has Winnipeg given up over the course of the season on average? Um you know, other than the last not a game. Lot. Not a lot. So week sixteen gave up twelve. Week uh fifteen.
1: 28 28 are game, to and these That's are games. Tough that, yeah, these are games <laughs> that they they sort of mailed it into. So twenty games, twenty one to Montreal. I, 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 I will say yeah. that I will say this though, if you're if you're Winnipeg, zero BC. So yeah, if you're Winnipeg, you, you got to be like this is okay. I will say that the things that I sold, I was trying to sell you guys on for picking. Uh, saskatchewan you you laid
0: out yeah that happened
1: it pretty much happened like the the rust was they were winnipeg was rusty as hell in the first half They, they you they they were so they clinched so early that it was almost like they sort of just coasted into the playoffs so i i knew they had too much time off so they I think they in some ways they're also lucky that 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 Saskatchewan was unable to to do it if maybe if the weather hadn't been so frigid maybe they maybe Saskatchewan maybe that helps Saskatchewan a little bit there. He's catching some of these like but i don't know i don't think this was a winnable game for Saskatchewan i wanted them to win so badly but i i just ultimately i, I don't think it was ever going to be there
3: I think, as much as Matt would like to praise Cody Fajardo... Oh, my God. God. Uh, there were some instances during this game where he... he missed
0: some throws.
3: Missed some throws. Missed some wide-open receivers. He, he um, did. And not that it would have totally swayed the game, but in a game like this, um, the wide-open ones are probably the ones you want
0: to find. And... Uh, but to Co- Matt's point, he did not play perfect, but he is not the reason that that offense Correct. came up short. Correct. True.
3: Very true. Very true. Very true.
1: Again, right. another 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 team that has to work on the run blocking. There's, uh, there's a lot of them in the it Well, not I guess there's not a lot of them, but the, the in terms of teams that are at this level, because their pass blocking was fine. They they only let up. Wait, one, two. Like four, five sacks, which is against Winnipeg, is totally reasonable. Yep. I mean, Lily, sorry.
0: Yeah. No, it's all good. I just wanna. I'm, I'm uh, enough of this love fest for the failures that are the Saskatchewan Roughriders. No, you're such no. a hater. Uh, no, yes, i just go. So. <laughs> I second all of your sentiments. I totally agree. It was a t- They just got beaten a lot of, um, a lot of facets of the game in the. Turnovers mask that. But
3: I i shouldn't forget this one sec. What's up? You say
0: we're not a shout out
3: pod, but I'd like to shout out Andrew Harris right now. We're not a call out no, pod. Call, call out Call
1: out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's call out. We,
3: I'm be, about to shout out Andrew Harris, Peter. No, because I'm going to shout him out for something different.
1: No, was what? This other, all other, season? Than, other than couldn't other have been running? running?
3: Couldn't have been healthy all season, getting 136 yards, a touchdown, maybe, couple Pretty receiving impressive. yards. <laughs> Uh, my fantasy team would have uh, appreciated that Andrew, but maybe oh, next season. Calling
1: oh so, my God! Speaking of calling out. Oh, you are, or oh, you are calling out. Oh, Yo, you're is. not. You're not shouting out. You're calling out. Got it. So, speaking
0: of Andrew <laughs> Harris, doing prep for the Grey Cup preds. I'll let you get your laugh out. Peter still. Harboring. Peter
1: literally did what he said he wasn't going to do. Yeah. Yes, Peter, we don't, we're not, what, what Matt was saying is we we don't like to do that on the pod.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, okay. I am just laughing at the
1: mix of a shout out and call out. It's yeah, so there's a
0: difference. Yeah, who cares? It's words. So I will be shouting out Andrew
1: Harris. <laughs> who and I will, cares be shou-
0: words? I will be shouting out the confidence and competency of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers offense. I was doing prep for the Grey Cup and my hypothesis was that as long as the Ticats don't get down early, then they can keep the, hand out, the ball out of Andrew Harris's hands. My research into the Western final proved that to be incredibly wrong. Um, the, now, while the game was always close, Andrew Harris had 23 carries. 17 of those came when Winnipeg was down on the scoreboard. They never left what makes them a good team. They never stopped pounding the rock. How often do we see teams panic and start chucking it around? But even after five turnovers, even losing, they kept at it. And his carries were so freaking even. This is by quarter. Andrew Harris in the first quarter, five carries, 29 yards. Second quarter, six carries, 39 yards. Third quarter, five carries, 37 yards, and a touchdown. Fourth quarter, seven carries, 31 yards. That is consistently sticking to your game plan and putting the ball into the hands of the players that are going to get you wins. And hats off to them because that is just seeing how even and how focused that is, I was incredibly impressed. So that's my shout-out to Andrew Harris and the Winnipeg running game.
1: Yeah, shout out to the 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 Blue Bombers' whole O line. Uh, only allow, only allowed one sack. Beast, just clean clean pocket, um, and we and we got to shout out Ed Gainey too. Three interceptions in two playoff games. Good for him. Ed Ed was Ed was balling out this this playoffs. You said he was a Revis level. He was Revis this playoffs. You didn't. You shouldn't have thrown to an Ed, and and I mean that as like just a, a ball hawking. Uh, uh, safety, just absolutely, just all over the place. Fantastic. Oh, I'm,
0: I'm with you. Uh, so, does anybody have any parting shots on the
1: game, or do we want to move to some homework for our boys? Homework. My, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for some homework. Okay, then
0: start us off.
1: A new running back. Oh, wow! I like that it. That
2: is uh, that's it's spicy. I'd like to hear this. I'll, I'll hear you out.
1: Uh. William, I'd have to. How old is William Powell? I'll start. Uh, that's the first question I'm gonna ask. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm, William I'm Powell is 33 years old. That is quite old for a running back. It is old. I think it's time to get some some younger, fresh legs in there because I don't think the O line for scatch is is necessarily an issue um, or, or can be blamed in the same way that I would blame the the, the Toronto O line. Um, I think we need to go younger at running back. I think. If if we're if we if you want to test your Brady Olivera uh, theory, I think he might be a good get. Um, I think they just need to go younger at that position. Um, and part of this too is you know they had, you know players that were meant to be big parts of this season, Shaq Shaq Cooper, uh, Keon, uh Kian uh Kyan Moore, you know they didn't play in this game. Those are two guys that they that carried them. To the one seed in 2019 that weren't even in this game because of injury. And Shaq uh, Evans, by the way. Shaq Evans, sorry. Uh, and Shaq Evans came out and after after the game. He tweet. I think he tweeted this today, actually. That you know he tried to come back from the broken leg, but it was just really freaking hard for him. And he and like you know he, he never got back to 100. percent And he's already like tweeting about how he can't wait for you know uh, 2022. So you know I, I like the energy there. I will say this is a weird feeling for me because I actually am more positive. Coming off of this playoffs than I was in twenty nineteen because twenty nineteen it felt like we, we were we were, much better than, than Winnipeg and you know had blown it at the goal line. This one was like we were out of our depth and we you know, cobbled it together and, and you know fought the good fight. Um, so I'm, my vibes coming out of this game are actually more positive, but uh, I think we need to get younger at, at certain positions and and running back is one of them.
0: Okay. My uh, I will. I'll, oh. I'll slide in here because mine was actually going to be <laughs> get William homework. Powell to uh, refine his former form. Well, that's... he was second in the league in running for three straight years, twenty seventeen through twenty nineteen. I know, uh, but yes, running backs think... age.
1: Running backs age very quickly when they and I go. Think the they answer
0: go. could be in house already. Jamal Morrow, number twenty five. He had the punt return touchdown against Calgary in the semifinals. He had an incredible. He only had one catch for 23 yards, but he had a stiff arm of Adam Big Hill, which was so powerful. I was it was excellent. So if you're looking for a running back, don't look too far. He might already be in house. That's what I'll say.
3: Um, to sort of go, I mean, yes, I think uh, Morrow could be this person as well, but I think they need to find. A Dwayne Deadman uh, or Lucky Whitehead type player, and get some excitement to this sketch offense.
1: What, do you, dude? Okay. Who
2: the hell is Dwayne Deadman? Devonte <laughs> Deadman. Devonte
3: Deadman. Sorry. And what I is got you. you.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. I got to stop. Needs, I got to no, stop. No, no. I got to stop. No, you. I got to no, no, stop no. you here, Peter. He what, do you, what do you mean exci- exci- excitement? Big because plays. This. this big sketch- plays.
0: Scatch did not Sketch had an
1: issue all season. Yeah, but they had literally they literally had their, their two best receivers for the were, but that's we're not what he's saying. They are
3: cert- they have all season okay, so they have find them, the team find to them on grind out uh, dirty, dirty wins with their defense, uh, holding G-G people G-G. to just G-G. under them, so my point is still worst. Despite Tyler, we have to say after my point is still that Cody um,
1: Cody was not playing well. Some cross guys. All right, points. relax. I, have All right.
3: No, <laughs> no, I don't have a point anymore. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Peter, <laughs>
0: no, man. Fuck I want it. to Peter, back Peter, up Peter because
1: we talk week
0: after week a, about uh, the rider's lack of explosiveness. So to say now that that was something, it was their injuries were bad, but they never addressed anything to cure that. So whether it's play calling, I don't think that's true. I think
2: they brought in Duke Williams, who, yeah, like so. I think a big problem is that uh, Kyron Moore and especially Shaq Evans were injured the entire season, and they addressed that by bringing in a big play receiver who made a ton of big plays and led them and made them and led them in receiving yards like every single game. Uh, Peter, I'm with
3: you. They need more pop.
2: They oh, do. They're, so my, they're my consistently thing
3: is, the most boring team in the league. I uh, totally agree. Like, I'm not going to be shit on for this. Fuck that.
0: <laughs> Easy, dude.
2: So, so my thing is, uh, I, I don't even know how to say this, really, but um, I because I think, I, basically, my thing is stay healthy. And specifically, the receiving core. And I think the the lack of a healthy receiving core and the explosive plays are what held back um the uh the riders this year and i don't think they had a um they i don't think they were quite a they're certainly not a deep ball threat even now with uh with you know duke williams cody was on passes over 20 yards was one for five i think or maybe even one for six um so there's just not a threat down the field. So they need to become a threat down the field. Part of that is going to be, if you can have Duke Williams, Shaq Evans, Kyron Moore, all healthy, that's scary. And then it also allows William Powell um, to be a little more freer, get a little more pressure off of him, pulled away from the line of scrimmage.
0: Yes, I agree. I, I think they, they need pop.
1: Sask- Saskatchewan averaged 0. 0.7 points less per game than BC, who was a very exciting offense. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Tyler's heated points. on this one. 0. 0.7 <laughs> points less per season for the boring Saskatchewan Roughriders Riders as opposed to the high-flying BC offense. There you go. The BC
0: point. offense had point. six point. horrible weeks. Point we point well, Hold up. Set. They had games we where they scored zero We said that BC was the most explosive offense, and then Lucky Whitehead got injured, and we... We well documented how bad their offense. So why, I have when a question why,
1: why Why does BC get a pass for one player getting injured and their offense falling apart? And Saskatchewan loses their two best receivers, and we're we're we're, we're going to dog them about being a boring because offense because we're why? saying
0: they got work to do in the off season. All right, they, they, it's not that's it's I don't think we're I don't think we're being too harsh. I think anybody you would ask would say that Saskatchewan had issues with their explosiveness and big plays this season.
1: All right. I think they already made the, the move with Duke Williams, but okay. Right. Let's, let's, Who is uh, a free agent, by the way. So we're going to resign. They're going to absolutely resign. him.
0: I think he's coming. I think the Elks got something cooking. Next oh year. yeah. I think
1: he, yeah. He's going to want to go play for the, yeah, he's going to go best play for the best organization
0: in the entire league. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of that.
1: <laughs> let's got heated. Got heated there. Uh, that
0: that, that <laughs> escalated <laughs> quickly.
2: I was just laughing at Dwayne Deadman and then I oh, saw yeah. Tyler sensing blood in the water and I I,
1: I just got excited. I, sorry, I got too excited.
0: It's good. Um, <laughs> let's talk. I'm
1: all hopped up on Fanta or whatever. <laughs> Mount Mountain, Dew, 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 Mountain Dew. Dew. Mountain Dew. You're mixing no, 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 welfare. No, no, no. I was goodness. I was re- no, I was referencing uh Eastbound and Down, not uh... Oh. Well,
0: you're mixing Will Ferrell projects.
1: I am <laughs> correct. <laughs>
0: All right,
2: so what are we doing? doing We're
0: talking the Grey Cup. We got a rematch of the 2019 Grey Cup. Change of venue. This one's going down in Hamilton at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sunday. This is the first time since 2013 that a team is playing the Grey Cup on home turf. Uh, The result of that game in 2013 was a Riders victory over the Tiger Cats in Regina. The last team to lose a Grey Cup on home turf was the Alouettes in 2008, who fell to the Stampeders in Montreal. This is also a rematch of the first game of the CFL season. After that long COVID break, of course, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won that game 19-6. And they did that with a dominant defense and a dominant running game. So really, time is a flat um, circle. Not much has changed. Because as we talked about, they now have a dominant defense and a dominant running game. And I think that would be the key to victory for the Blue Bombers. But let's throw to... uh, Let's do Tyler. You get to kick this off. What is your
1: key to victory for the teams on Sunday? For Winnipeg, it's just to, to... To play like they play, the defense just keep playing like it's playing, and they'll yep. win. It's straight up, they, they don't have to be do anything on offense other than run the ball well.
3: Absolutely, I mean, if I, their I, defense I, plays, if their it's defense, it's really plays. it is. They can that turn over a, the ball as many times. <laughs> yeah, it, just we.
1: Uh, no, that's.
2: Well, what, do, I mean, we, do, do we think that's true? I do, I <laughs> think that if if Don uh, Jack if they can stop Don Jackson, <laughs> no, if they can
1: stop Don Jackson, I, I, like I think Matt's that if stop-
2: Hamilton yeah. has as many has as many opportunities as the writers did i think they can capitalize um i i think that obviously they i think Tor- Toronto's not as good a defense as winnipeg for sure um but to you know put up was it 27 points on the uh on the, the argos i mean that that's a solid outing um especially starting as slowly as they did so if they can have that kind of game and also you know the benefit of a couple of uh,
0: turnovers, I think this is going to be really, really interesting. Um, so. if, the, no, if, the, I, if the perfect storm comes about and Winnipe- Winnipeg plays like they did in the first half of the Western Final, and Hamilton plays like they played in the second half of the Eastern Final, Hamilton will win. They can capitalize in ways Absolutely. that the Rough Riders cannot. But I think for Hamilton to win they are going to have to get points creatively or creatively whether that be defensively a special teams touchdown they'll need to shift the field with big special teams and defensive plays if they can't force the Winnipeg Blue Bombers into mistakes and they just have to play them straight up bombers win every time i think no chance no chance right they yes. don't. Have, so if, if the there, if there has are, to are two make or fewer nasty. turnovers, Hamilton it's not has to make it nasty, and that's that's so tough. But we've seen it in every playoff game so far. Um, is the you know Hamilton Montreal? They forced three fumbles from Trevor Harris. Special teams play in the Western semifinal. Turnovers, lack of capitalization in the Western final, and then of course Poppy White. Punt return in the Eastern Final, so every game you can point to what team did or did not capitalize in ways of scoring and moving the ball outside of purely offensively. I think if Hamilton is able to do that better than Winnipeg, they can win this game. Now, John, yes, will they? <laughs> <laughs> no, they will not win this game. <laughs> no. I will can. be. I will be cheering for them. Oh, um, you will. Interesting. I As will well. be cheering. As well. I, I I want Hamilton to win straight yes. up. I yeah. like them, um, but I think Winnipeg wins, and I think as we said earlier, their recipe is pretty dang simple. Take they can even up. they can lose they can win games turning the ball over five times. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Plus a sixth if you count that a uh, horrible fake punt. So six. Times. Oh, I can't believe we about that. <laughs> oh yeah. How do we not? How do we not? Mark we... Leggio. Oh boy, that was. He got cracked too. He paid for that. That was would not have been fun in film. I'm sure they, got I'm a sure they laugh had a good.
1: I'm sure, they, I'm sure they had a good laugh about it this week.
0: But it is, <laughs> it is the same thing since Zach Caleros took over at the end of the regular season in 2019. Take care of the ball, hand it off to Andrew Harris. And let that defensive line go to work.
2: I I think what's interesting about this game is Zach Coleros I think is playing better than oh. he did at the end of last season. So he he was he was, he was the sh- shorter yardage. Just he was very accurate with like z- slinging yeah. it in. Um, and he's still doing that, but he's now got over the top. You know, long passes. The his receiving core is just killing it. Um, Like, it's not just let the defense do its job and Andrew Harris jam the ball. Now it's like Zachaloros is going to be the MOP this year, and he's playing like it.
0: That one (laughs) Kenny Lawler snag where he was parallel with the ground and he got hit. Unbelievable. I think they're just just playing uh, playing better than any team.
1: I hate Winnipeg. Okay. There's a song about that. There is. Basically, all I know about the city. <laughs> Tyler, tell us, give us, give us some heat, then. Uh, oh, how, do, how does Hamilton win this game? Or was that all to... you
0: had to say? Was you hate Winnipeg? I thought there was more.
1: <laughs> well, no. I mean, we're talking about rooting for Hamilton. I, I mean, I think that we don't. Uh, none of us wants to see a, a Winnipeg dynasty begin. I have no interest in it. As a Rough Riders fan, it makes it even worse. But, <laughs> but. It's a league just, of, it's a in, a in a league that of we that's known for parody, I do not want to see one team that's not the Saskatchewan Rough Riders rise up and just <laughs> <laughs> I mean if I'm just being honest. I, yeah.
0: I think that's how any uh, fan would say the same thing. But I, I don't, do you think do you No, think there's as it's, last it's, week you laid out. No, the no, unfortunately
1: I don't I don't I don't see how Hamilton I, yes, of course there's it's it's that's why they play the game, right? They have to see who's going to win. But I, I don't see I don't see I can't in a logical way say that Hamilton is going to win. I
3: but I would have to say that for Hamilton to win, Dane Evans probably has to have near a hundred percent completion. Oh, percentage. no, it doesn't need to be no, that it. good. It's not, it's not that. It's But but that with that, with that, that, that no. the offensive line, Don Jackson, has to be there. Don Jackson. To Don, be Jackson, there
1: for Hamilton. Don Jackson probably needs to rush for a hundred yards, and that's just not going to happen. That's actually what needs to happen, but it's not going to happen.
3: The 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 big the front four for Winnipeg is just. I mean, man, that that's that's going to be a lot to They're going especially I'm say, coming I'm say, Winni- from the Toronto game.
1: Winni- Winnipeg oh, gonna Winnipeg's going to have it. Uh, Dane can roll the pocket a little bit, so maybe maybe I'm a little overselling this, but I think Winnipeg could have six seven sacks.
0: No, I think, they, I think that's reasonable I as well. I think they could, but I think to Peter's point about a high completion percentage, keep the chains moving and keep that Winnipe- Winnipeg D on the field. Because if yeah. they are able to get two and outs after two and outs, and they're fresh all game long while the Winnipeg offense is just running the clock and pounding there's that's a tough
1: tough place listen to i in. know lots about running the clock and pounding and i could not agree yeah there.
0: okay
1: <laughs> you <laughs> dirty
2: dog i i think ultimately it boils down to um no one hamilton player or position group needs to play 100 percent you know but every position group has to play at least yep. 80 90 percent yeah don jackson has to have a great game uh, the receiving core has to all be firing. Like Jalen Ackland has to have another seventy-five plus yard game. Caleb Evans, uh, sorry, Dane Evans has to have a another um, like no interception game and also yep. be quick on his feet. Um, so nothing, it doesn't nothing doesn't have to be perfect, but everyone has to play. That's a lot to add up there. Matt. That's oh, a lot of I, things I, going right. I, that's <laughs> when I think, I, <laughs> I think it, it's a lot. totally, it's no, totally it's a tough sell. Totally. <laughs> Totally. I think if um, the defense plays lights out, yes. um, and Don Jackson is running the ball, but uh, Dane Evans has you know closer to that week uh, sixteen game or week fifteen game where he's ten of sixteen with two interceptions, they lose the game. Even if Don Jackson has hundred yards,
3: I that is, so I think everyone's got to play. With the praise we gave Dane Evans, I think he will. I think he will play good. And I, well, I, well. I, am not gonna, I'm not predicting any sort of downfall. I just, as a, as a tie cats, tie cats fan, or somebody in the tie cats organization, now, obviously he's probably gonna start. But just having this quarterback confusion so late in the season it's uh, is troublesome. Obviously, I mean, uh, just knowing Masoli's there. Um, I mean, they've clearly, pros, they've clearly, well, they've, but they have clearly set precedent. That if things were to go wrong, um, there's no question in making. Or do you a think they were just
1: waiting for an excuse to start Dane? Because what is that is—that is a but guy. This is like
0: Man, if they were waiting for an excuse, that's ridiculous. Right, if you're just right. Waiting, I'd, I'd, you start the guy who you're waiting for.
3: Right. I I would agree. Um, but the, I don't know. That just that that's not something I would want um, coming this close to the Grey Cup. I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I obviously I think Dane Evans is fine, um, but I th- there needs there needs to be a clear cut leader and uh, Hamilton doesn't seem to quite have that.
0: Oh,
1: I I, I, I think you're being defensively
0: a little, they have that. Yeah, last right on series. offense.
3: I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I should rephrase that on offense. Um, speedy, you just gotta I, have that guy. Speed, obviously, speedy, Winnipeg speedy has baby. that guy in Caleros. That he's there. He's there. There's a- no a Harris. Yeah, they got a couple, well, but I think dogs. like yeah, Darvin yeah. Adams <laughs> totally.
2: Oh, right, I'm just talking about quarterback, side, quarterback specific. Got, they yeah, have no, no, they have sure, a head guy.
3: Sure. Winnipeg has a guy that's led them all season, Guys. dominated yeah. all season. Can, but I'm can, talk we, talk, about can we talk about a?
1: Can we talk about an underrated player we think might show up in this game and sort of Please. like a, absolutely could possibly steal some headlines? I I, I could start, or somebody else could start.
0: You your idea? Kick it off.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, completely blindsided by this. So I don't, I don't <laughs> uh, Nick, this if if I had to pick a player that you know we're talking, we've talked about the big pieces, uh, Nick Dembski. Oh
0: yeah, he's gonna have to have one.
1: Uh, you know, he runs the ball sometimes. He's he's great in this. He's great, uh, sort of slot receiver. Could see him having uh, a great game, finding pockets uh, underneath for Caleros just to make easy completions, especially early in the game. Um, Yeah, Nick Dembski's been good all season long. A guy we really haven't talked about too much on the pod at all. Who's had a sneaky, sneaky good season.
0: Tell me. You gonna make me guess. (laughs) Are you asking me? (laughs) No, I think... I think he was done. Oh, I
2: thought he was He was, was talking about the- Nick thought He was about? talking <laughs> I
0: thought you had another guy. All right, I think this segment
2: <laughs> is kind of a bust. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> I thought you had another guy. Um, wow. uh, the guy who did think have a good game, yeah. uh, straight up, is my man, Don Jackson. And Sean Thomas Erlington. Either way, get those rushing yards, get passes out of the backfield to alleviate the Winnipeg pass rush. That's that has to happen.
2: All right, let's pred it right now. Does and Winnipeg scored. does Win before we get to the score. Okay. Does Winnipeg sign Chris Streveler to a one game contract <laughs> and bring up. him back?
0: No what do they, what do they no. need him
1: for? They have McGuire. Okay.
0: He may <laughs> Did you all see Lucky Whitehead in the stands at the Western Final?
1: No, (laughs) No, I did not. He was in the
0: front row with Winnipeg gear on, just cheering. It was awesome. (laughs) That's the
2: man. I love it. Lucky's great. So
0: dope. (laughs) Just with the fans. Yeah. Um, No, they do not do that, Matt, but that would be sick. Streveler will be back in the CFL next year.
1: There's
0: There's a take for you. All right. Prediction.
2: Yeah, he's going to be starting for the Red Blacks.
0: No, that
1: that report. Was, <laughs> I,
2: I, there was not a
0: lot of journalistic integrity behind that report. That's all I'll say. Uh, considering the source, that's not shocking. Um, <laughs> I will start because I've already said it. I've got Winnipeg by a score of 22 Oh, it's a good one. And I thought so.
2: Matt? I've got Winnipeg, definitely. Um, Not sure on the score, but I think that Winnipeg will put up 23, and Hamilton's putting up 16.
3: Okay. T-Press, what do you got?
1: I'm going with Winnipeg, as we all are, I think. I'm going 31. Woo. To twenty one. Hmm. I like that.
3: It's good. I really want to pick Hamilton now because the last person to pick Hamilton last uh, beat everybody else in the prediction. I know. But it I'm going to pick Winnipeg. Yes. Uh, we're by we're all bunch, we're all just a bunch of squares in this pod anyway. I know. I know. It's sad. Um. But the Bombers are going to complete uh, a dominant, dominant season by a score of thirty three to Ooh. 19. Ooh, that would be a big win. That'd be, um, huge. That'd, be that'd be a And sh- I think sh- a I do and I think what Tyler was saying uh before last week's game, uh Winnipeg was really rusty. Um like they they are evident in uh the game against Saskatchewan and I think um a team like Winnipeg that's been so good all season needed that type of wake up call and they're going to they're going to Undo- they're going to show they are going to show that well, now that they are able to get past the sketch scare they are by far the best team in the CFL um yeah and they're gonna get it done by by 14. I think that's 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 I'll, I'll max it out at 14 that's a lot of points to win by
0: does all right Peter's just Peter just
1: Peter Peter you just hit the nail on the head though the rust was there the rust is gone and now oh, okay. the beast does, has been re- reawoken
0: does Andrew oh. Harris do the double again as Grey Cup, MOP, and Ooh. Most Outstanding Canadian?
1: No. Mm-mm.
3: No. Most no. Outstanding Canadian, which I, uh, we'll get to it. I, I have my prediction.
0: No, no, no. For this for, for the this game. Cup. Oh, for the... Mm, is there, is there, the a, is there an
1: MOC? Awards. I didn't realize there was an MOC for the, the actual game. Yes.
3: Yeah, I I, uh, I think that the MOP of the game was probably going to be Zach Calero's. I, I think, think so, he. Cool. I think, I think he has a good game. I'm gonna um, go.
1: With, I'm gonna go with Big Willie Jefferson.
3: That hell be, yeah! Sick. That
0: would not be that if if, de- if a defensive player wins MOP. Oof, that will not be good for the Hamilton Tiger Cats.
3: <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. I like that, Fred.
0: Okay, well, that is done and dusted. Let's quickly bust through some CFL award predictions. We'll start down at the bottom and finish with MOP. Save the best Sounds the good. Lives. Coach of the year between Toronto's Ryan Dinwiddie and Winnipeg's Mike O'Shea. I have O'Shea.
1: I have O'Shea as well.
3: Um, I
2: have. Oh, sorry, it's Peter.
3: I think uh, O'Shea will win this award. Okay. They like Toronto, though, but I—I I mean, Winnipeg's just been great. He's been great.
2: Yeah, I I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't give it to O'Shea, it be, but I think
0: they're so, I, I, so dominant. I just
2: yeah, I think they have to give it to O'Shea. I think I think this is going to be a uh return of the king type moment where that they're just they played the best. Like they had the best they, they offense were, and the best defense and all the, their players were the best and they, they just played so the best dominant. out of No, that's
0: the thing. <laughs> just the best. If they were a little bit worse, they would give it to Dinwiddie because he did turn around a terrible Toronto team. Yes, but come on now. It, it I think that, be, uh, this it is a great
2: season for Toronto. Um, yes. So I, I am a little bummed that we're not seeing them in the uh, in the Grey Cup, but yes. yeah, Mike O'Shea's got to take this one.
0: Which uh, so, rookie of the year uh, between Toronto's Peter Nicastro and BC's Jordan Williams. I've gotten a Castro uh, simply because they're not going to let Toronto leave this show award. You're a real
1: pinko to pick Castro.
0: <laughs> no. that's a good one. But this, I was looking at these and I'm like, okay, no. The is getting this because Toronto's getting an award.
1: That's that's I the explanation. That's fairly safe.
2: That's yep. probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, let, let's... Uh... I think uh, Jordan Williams, take. he only had one uh, sack on the year. Yes. So I think if he gets a little more, uh, a couple more sacks, uh, he probably takes this one if he makes a, a bigger splash there. What um, a great year at middle yeah.
0: linebacker, though. Rookie year, middle linebacker. Pretty incredible.
2: 92 tackles. Yes. That's, that's crap Incred-
0: bad. Incredible. Uh,
2: but, yeah, I, I also think the is going to take this one.
0: All right, this one should be unanimous. If it's not, you are going to be off the pod next season. Special Teams Player of the Year, Devontae Gotta Dedman. Got to be
1: Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne.
0: Dwayne. Devontae Dedman. Dedman most, and also, like, this is, again, like... Renee is great, though. Renee is great, but Devontae Dedman, honestly, as is hyperbolic th- as this sounds, he gave some hope to a truly hopeless franchise. He, found yes. he brought excitement where a there was none. Place. He was well, fantastic. to
2: set a record. Yes, it, me, like to set a record as the the quickest <laughs> returner to uh, five touchdowns. Uh, that that that's you set records. You five get to be the best special team games.
0: Player. Yeah, that's just amazing. Incredible. <laughs> um, o line, this one I'm not sure. of. Brandon Revenberg versus Stanley Bryant, but Stanley I'm falling Bryant. back on Winnipeg wins so i've got stanley bryant
3: he's allowed a lot league low 16 sacks
2: yeah and he is you know without an injury andrew harris takes the uh i i think probably takes the rushing uh, rushing yards title or at least he's he's number two Tyler. Uh, he's definitely, he's definitely <laughs> number two. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think Sam Bryant takes this one for the, for also of the same reason Mike O'Shea does. Uh, yes. The Winnipeg offensive line is the best offensive line. Yes. Right.
1: Good call. And that, that is correct. That's all I have okay, to say. Here <laughs> this, is, this,
0: this will be a, uh, a theme. Here is, this is my toughest <laughs> one, which is going to be most outstanding Canadian. Uh, David Menard of Montreal versus uh, Lacombo of BC. So here's Menard had 18 tackles. He had eight sacks, which was tied for fourth. He had two forced fumbles, tied for fourth. Bo Lacumbo, he had 66 tackles, tied for, or was tenth. He had three interceptions, which was tied for sixth. He had two fumble recoveries, tied for fifth, and then he had one forced fumble. This is the most even race. In of the awards in my opinion it could ah. go either way I he's an Oregon guy though yeah, so thank, I am going you, to pick Bo Lacombo yes
3: for, this, <laughs> for, any, for any other reason I'm picking Bo Lacombo he's an Oregon duck uh, Yes, they should win
0: awards what do you guys think do you think French Canadian get some love
2: Tyler what do you think I'm not sure I it's a coin cool toss. I, I do. I am gonna. I'll take David. Take just to oh, spice things up. He's a duck. No, I,
0: <laughs> we're trying to manifest, Matt. <laughs> He's
2: no, a I, duck I, Well, if you guys had the choice, I was gonna say Bo. Yes, I was good. gonna say Bo, Perfect. but then you guys took it, and
3: Andy has a cooler name.
2: We're all yeah. agreeing.
1: That. We're all agreeing. We need a prediction. So <laughs> Bola combo, go ducks. Great
0: pick. Okay. Yes. T press. Defensive player of the year, in my opinion, this is a team award. Adam Big Hill gets the trophy. Right. But the Winnipeg defense gets the award. I
2: think specifically Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised
3: they couldn't nominate, like, not. Like get rid of the Simone Lawrence. Just nominate like three guys from the. Uh, you
0: were bottom. surprised by that?
3: <laughs> I, I was. I shouldn't say surprised. If I had anything to do with it, that's yes. how it would have gone down. I had
1: year. my. If I had my druthers.
3: Oh yes, sir.
2: So I, I did run the stat. So Winnipeg gave up a little over thirteen points a game this year. It's very good. It's just amazing. Like it's just amazing.
0: Quite good, and their it fourth quarter. Get... Like the fourth quarter stuff is legendary. Right. (laughs) well, like in games that matter, so not the final two games of the season where they were not playing uh, all their starters. Did they, I mean, did how many, I can't pull it off the top of my head, but I think it was like six. Yeah, it's for Donk.
2: Yeah, so the closest team as far as points allowed was 17.5. So wow. they 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 all, they allowed four points less per game than the second place defense.
0: Absurd. It has it has to be Big Hill. It has yeah, it has to be.
1: It's gonna be a good award season for the for the bombers.
0: Oh yeah. Do they get big heads though? Does it lead to their downfall on Sunday? <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think that i think i to be honest I think they're I, gonna be jacked I, they are gonna come
0: in <laughs> just like
1: flexing they're
0: gonna have the biggest
2: just adrenaline high yeah. just muscle
0: that is the thing about winnipeg though you are it was that was a uh set in jest but that's truth is that they don't they get a big head and it just leads them to dominate more
2: I, I wasn't saying in a jest. I really think that they <laughs> they so know true. that they are they know that they're the bully, they're best the bully, team, they're and, the bully the, and they like being the bully. Yeah, yeah. They know that they're the best, and that's not gonna lead to them slacking off. That's gonna just lead them to just flex.
0: Flex. All right. Speaking of flex, no flex zone. MOP and honorary comeback player of the world, it will be Zach Calaros. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it will be Zach Caleros. Zach
1: Caleros. He put
2: together the the best. Like I, I'm so impressed with how oh. well he played. The, his consistency. Shocking. Um, I mean, it's just like, and then you know, you think, okay, he plays that well until the division finals, and then it all falls apart in the old oh. Zach Caleros comes. Oh. comes in, but comes really back. did play quite. But then he, said, then he said. that he put. Picked himself up, said, "Okay, uh, this is. I'm the new Zach Caleros. I'm going to go with this game and mop, and then another Grey Cup."
1: I've been looking for a psychologist, and I need to know, whoever worked with, with Zach Caleros uh, during the pandemic. Uh, I need to find them.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. So would, you would get sorted. <laughs> no, it's Caleros it's, in a landslide. Yeah. He's the he. What is what an incredible season. To silence all the doubters, few of them on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, Not I this. could of, in a season that was so unpredictable. This is the top of my list. I was just consistently waiting. Okay, he, but can he keep it up? You know, but can he keep? No, he can't. He just flipped the switch. Now, does he have the best team around him? Yes, so that certainly helps. But he made some throws this year that were just insane. He's launching it. Incredibly impressive. Congrats to old Caleros.
3: And yeah. Willie back Let's 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 give him some shout-outs, too. For even he didn't have a bad season. Yeah, he he wonderful season but, uh, for the man out in Montreal.
1: Yeah, but
0: this is, unfortunately, I think he's uh, this is uh, done and dusted. Indeed. I hope, he, I hope he dresses. I hope he's got a nice fit, at least, though. hmm Okay. All right. Well, guys, we're here we've done it are there any parting shots before we uh kind of kind of some kind of
1: great cup is always uh, in, in Super Bowl great cup whatever it's always kind of bittersweet yeah because it's the last game you know
0: I'm so hyped though but you it's as a draft a... aficionado
1: I mean this believe, is where the real work starts believe me if it, I know it's gonna be tempting out that listener, listeners out there, it's gonna be tempting to, to turn to to stop paying attention to the pod in the off season. Do so at your own peril. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Couldn't have said it better to myself. DM us on Twitter and follow us on Twitter.
1: At Get Chubs in those friends. DMs. Slide, just this slide email. right in there. Too easy. Listen, the DMs are dry, or, and they shouldn't splash be. into them. Yeah.
0: Splash into them.
1: Just get up. Just get up in those DMs. Come on. Send then, an
0: emoji. Uh, sit.
1: <laughs> Listen. If
0: we let this go on any further, we'll be here for another ten minutes. But there are some. There's some riffing to be done. We send
1: an emoji. An emoji. Okay,
0: guys. I don't like. It is that. Grey Cup time.
3: They it can send battle. an emoji. We're not gonna send
0: an emoji. It is a rematch of the 2019 Grey Cup. We've been waiting for this all year long. It's finally here. In Hamilton on Sunday. Is this what I get
1: for Christmas?
0: I do. Peace out, and we'll talk to you soon.